Welcome to A Better Way podcast, dedicated to mompreneurs who want to do good and feel good at work, at home, and in life. We're your hosts, Courtney and Danielle, and we get the challenges you're facing because we're living them too. We'll share tangible tips we've learned along the way to help make your life a little easier and we hope a lot more fun. We'll also chat with other moms who are making it happen so we can learn from one another because together we can find a better way. Okay, welcome back to A Better Way podcast. You have Courtney here and I'm joined by Danielle. Hey there. And today we're here to talk to you about some really tangible tips we want to share on connecting to your ideal client. So this is such an important topic because it's often a game changer for so many businesses, but we naturally resist this exercise because we don't want to exclude anyone. When people start out in business, I don't know if you're like me or Danielle, you want to help everyone. You just want to make the world a better place, or you think you have a talent to share and you want to reach everyone. Um, So it's really difficult to think about serving only one person or one subset group. Um, Or to be honest, maybe you haven't even given yourself permission to dream about the ability to have or select your ideal client because you just want to get a client. I know that that is a really common feeling when you're starting out, especially as a solopreneur and especially in a service-based business. You just want to connect with somebody um, because you want to get moving on sharing your services. But Both Danielle and I have through um, trial and error ourselves and me with my clients have found that this is such an important topic and something that can really, really transform your business. So we want to share our top tips with you. Um, And I just want to share a little bit about my perspective. And then I want to hand it over to Danielle before we jump in, because I think that people can come at it from a very different angle. Personally, I've worked in marketing and communications and advertising for years, and this is something I do with all of my clients, but it's something all of my clients resisted. And I didn't understand why, because our advertising was so much more effective when we knew who we were talking to, when we could picture that person in our minds. Fast forward to me starting my own business. And I would stare at a blank screen a lot. I knew this was a really important exercise, but I just couldn't will myself to almost box myself in or feel like I wasn't serving a specific group or figure out how I uniquely could serve a specific population. And that's where I've enlisted the help of others to help me get really super focused on who I'm talking to. And it's made a huge difference. So I want to say you might know that this is important, but it may still be a difficult exercise for you. And you will get some tips from today's conversation. But Danielle, I know you have a slightly different perspective on this. Yeah. Thanks, Courtney. Um, yeah, I'm a, sort of on the opposite side, right? So my background is in sales. Uh, we tend to be a little bit more scrappy and um, we just go without asking questions. Um, so when people told me that the first thing I had to do in my business was define my, my ideal client, I resisted that a lot. Not And not because I was tied to... Uh, a broader audience or um, or any particular thing like that. It was more just that I didn't feel like I needed to go through that exercise in order to sell. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> so I will uh, I will admit that readily here. Um, the whole thing seemed very meta to me. Like, you know, ha- I, this seems so, um, you know, 
disconnected from what I'm going to be offering and how I'm going to help people. Um, and, and what I thought in the early days of my business after becoming a health coach, right? Because you become a health coach and there's no business coaching. Um, it's just coaching on healthy habits and healthy living, right? So I just thought, oh, I'll go out into the world and I'll be a health coach and I'd really like to help moms, but that's about it. Um, and that's not how it works because when you speak to everyone, which is what I did for the whole first year of being in business, I was really speaking to no one. Um, so that's been my experience. Uh, and I am now converted to a marketing mindset. Um, and so let's hop into the, the top five tips. So tip number one is start with the problem you are solving, or in some cases, the need or desire that you're filling or you'd like to fill, right? So if you have a business, the fact is that you are a problem solver. People pay for services or products when they have a problem and they need to solve it. They're experiencing some sort of struggle, um, whether that's internal, meaning they feel badly about themselves because of a, of a certain thing in their life or external, like their health is suffering. Uh, they have high cholesterol to give a very specific example. Um, and, and really like you want to come in and give them what they need. You're an expert in uh, what you're an expert in, right? And you want to really, really niche down on what problem you're solving for your client. So in my business, Shaping Young Taste Buds, um, I help busy moms who want to get more vegetables on the table and who are strapped for time, right? So do you see how specific that is? Like they're busy, they don't have a lot of time and they want their kids to eat more vegetables. And really it speaks to an internal desire of theirs to set their kids up for success in the long run. Um, so, so when I think about the problem I'm solving, I'm helping moms release themselves from mom guilt and, uh, have a really tactical way to offer their children a more diverse menu. Um, so you want to do that for your business as well. And court, I don't, you want to chime in here? Yeah. I was going to say, I love, you know, Danielle used some key words there. So when we think about the problem, I think so often when we enter business or when we go to describe what we do, we talk about what we physically do all day. So you might sit behind a computer and you might work on um, building a course, you may be taking one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching calls, but that doesn't matter to your prospective client. What matters to your prospective client is the pain that they're feeling and the transformation that they want to go through. And so the way that Danielle just set that up and the reason it's so important to zero in on your the problem you're solving is it's so often to get stuck in terms of what you do as opposed to who you serve and how you serve them. So starting out with the problem is key to being able to identify who you can serve the most and who's your ideal match. And so when Danielle used words like help, um, 
And the problem that she, she was solving, busy moms get vegetables on the table. I think that that can be really powerful because it shifts your thoughts um, as a business owner and what my service and product is to, I am serving an audience and this is the problem that I solve for them. And this is how I guide them. Um, so I think that's a mental shift that starts when you do this exercise that makes everything else in your marketing and in your business easier and more customer centric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one other piece of advice, uh, I heard it on a podcast a while ago, but um, uh, it was sell painkillers, not vitamins, right? So when you think about the population that you want to serve, don't fix one of their like sort of problems that bothers them a little, but they can easily live with it, right? That might be a vit- taking a vitamin, right? Like your vitamin D is low, so you take a vitamin. Um, if you don't take that vitamin, it's not going to be the end of the world, most likely. Um, but if you have a migraine and you need to take medicine and, 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 you know, ibuprofen is what helps you, um, that is a much better problem to solve. Obviously that's an analogy, but I think, you know, I think folks get the point. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tip number two, think about who within these groups you want to serve or that you're best qualified to serve right? So there's many people out there that have the same problem, right? Um, For instance, a lot of people feel like they're overweight and are unhappy with that, right? Um, But there's different reasons that people are overweight, right? Some people emotionally overeat. Some people have true eating disorders. Some people have an adrenal issue, Uh, so you want to be very, very specific about who you're serving, right? Like, um, I don't serve dads and I, and I've actually like gotten some of that, that feedback from some of my mom friends. They said, you know, busy moms seems a little limiting and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, I don't want to help busy dads. Like, I mean, if a busy dad resonates with what I have to say, great. And of course I will work with them, but really who I am speaking to and who I want to serve are busy moms. And why is that? It's because that is a former version of myself. So when you think about who you want to serve, think about the things that you've overcome uh, the, the transformations you've made as a person, a lot of times, you know, without even thinking about this consciously, people want to serve a former version of themselves. So think back and be specific about the pains you were feeling during that time, how they made you feel internally and externally and how, what steps you took to make the transformation to where you are today so that you can then give all that information to your ideal client and help them shortcut uh, the, the, the transformation themselves. Um, I love, love, love that. I was just going to say something that I struggled with this a little bit. And I actually had a call with um, a business coach that I work with. And we were talking about how I was showing up on social media. And I, if anybody knows me in real life, Danielle knows me. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. I describe myself as a mullet, like business in the front, party in the back. And social media was really difficult for me because I've led a very 
up until now, a very corporate, um, traditional career. Um, even in school and college, I was very buttoned up in a lot of ways. Um, put you on social media when you're in quarantine with your family and you have a mom bun every day. And I haven't worn anything but like old Navy leggings. And I do not feel like the same person I did in a corporate setting, but I was still providing value. And we talked about it in the lens of, yeah, some, you know, guy, VP of a medium-sized company, they're not going to be into my services based on the way I work with my clients, but a busy mom who runs a business um, and wellness providers who run businesses, they're connecting with me because I'm living and breathing their life every day, but I have a very specific tactical skill that I can bring. So I had to rethink the pressure I was putting on myself by rethinking my target audience and realizing that once I got that target audience right, every other activity would seem so much more natural and in flow because I was connecting with someone that I knew I could show up for in all these different ways and in all these different channels. And so I personally have struggled with this one. And if you're finding resistance or if you're finding that you pick an ideal client and then you go to show up for them and it doesn't feel right, go back. You don't have to go back to the drawing board, but go back and think about, like Danielle said, a former version of yourself. Um, because so often that's where a lot of the really great stuff you have to offer lives um, and you can bring that to life. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, Courtney, I will let you take it from here. Okay. Um, so now that you have your target segment, I'm going to call it target segment, target audience identified. And by that, I mean like a group of people. So for example, runners looking to cross train to avoid injury. Maybe you have strength training programs um, or middle-aged moms who are navigating career change or other major life transition and you're a life coach and that's you know who you want to target. You want to do some market research. So you all know what happens. We all know what happens when you make assumptions and it's not pretty. Um, so that's reason number one, you want to do market research, but two, it's going to make your life so much easier and your marketing so much more effective. So once you do market research, you're literally given the problem, the words, the fears, the desires that you need to hone in on and in your ideal client's way that they speak, the way that it's going to resonate with them. Not only that, but it's also potential leads, depending on what type of business you have, if it's service-based or product-based. Um, I've done this a lot. I've done this by networking with friends and family and former colleagues. I've done this by networking with uh, wellness providers that I have actually received services from or moms that I'm in business courses with. And then I've also done this, honestly, by doing some sleuthing on Instagram, um, you know, back when I was really struggling, zeroing in on this myself, my, my business coach had said, who is your ideal client? Like if you could pick any client to work with, who would it be? And I thought, I haven't even, I haven't let myself dream about that because I just want to fill my plate with clients. I just want someone to want me. So who am I to, you know, zero in and who I want to work with. And once we worked through that, I did some work on research, uh, excuse me, some research on Instagram and started finding, okay, yeah, this is someone that I follow and I believe in their business. And I think they're doing great things to change people's lives. I want to help them spread their message. I want to help them clarify their message. I want to help them get to the next level. Or there's a, a, 
um, new small business who has a revolutionary product that is changing health and wellness or is making mom's life easier. I believe in that and I want to help them and I want to partner with them. So once you start to think about that, it's actually really easy to go on to Instagram or Facebook or just, you know, Google searching and figure out other people who are like those companies or like those brands. Um, and start to develop a list of people you can outreach to. So in fact, on Instagram, if you find someone that you follow and you're like, you know what, they're so, they're so awesome. I love what they do. I would love to work with them. Or I think I have something of value to them. You can actually on Instagram, there's a little, um, blue button that you can hit that brings up accounts that are similar to those based on their bio, based on the audience that follows them, based on the type of content. And so that's a really good way to get people that you don't otherwise connect with um, and reach out to them. And you don't have to reach out to them in a very scripted way, but you could say, hey, I love your content. I really connect with it. I think I could help you in XYZ area. Do you want to have a virtual coffee chat? I've done this with people. And then I've said, you know what? Let me send you a Starbucks gift card virtually. Grab a coffee. Let's chat for 30 minutes over Zoom. And we share tips with each other, um, develop a relationship. And then not only does it give me a lot of insight to better serve my audience, but sometimes it, it actually contributes to leads. You can also do an online survey via Google forms. In fact, I recommend that people have this done and ready to go because anytime you mm -hmm. are put in front of a prospective client or someone who might be your ideal client audience, you can just say, Hey, do you have five minutes to fill out this form? Um, you know, I'd be happy to give you a free 15 minute consultation in exchange or a free Starbucks gift card, or just, you know, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. I'll reshare your business on my Instagram feed. Just how can you be connecting with people and exchanging information in a way that's valuable? That's really easy. Um, another one that I think if you could do it in person, great. Um, but given the times, sometimes um, Zoom events are easier. Host a fun Zoom event that doubles as a focus group, like a girl's night. Everyone grabs a glass of wine or a tea, depending on what your service is and what group of women you're talking to. And you hop on Zoom. 10 of you for an hour and you chit chat and you get to learn about what's driving them crazy or what's going really well and what they want more of. And then you can be the one to provide that to them. Um, and then last but not least, this is the easiest probably um, place to start is seek out articles, blog posts, podcasts, other service providers that your target audience would be into and try to gather clues to help piece together a picture of who they are and what they want. Um, all of these are effective methods. You don't have to do them all overnight, but try to do at least a handful of them to kind of validate any picture that you're painting. And then continuously, I'd recommend like once a quarter, you know, twice a year, go back to these exercises because you will find that your ideal client is going to change over time as your business grows. And as you refine either your service, or your product offering. Yeah. And one, um, one tip here, I would say at the very beginning, when I started out, I did some online surveys and that's because I, you know, didn't want to put people out, didn't want to ask people for their time. And I did get a lot of good information, but uh, most recently I did five one-on-one -on -one calls with my ideal client um, prospects, right? Like not people who said they were interested in working with me, but just people who I saw their Instagram profile 
and it seemed like they were my ideal audience. Uh, they liked my content. They'd been engaging with my content. And so I asked them to, just like Courtney said, I asked them to have a 30 minute conversation. I gave them a Starbucks gift card and, um, had just really open conversations with them about what their struggles were. If they could mad- wave a mod- magic wand, how would they fix it? Right. And I got really, really good information, much better information than I ever got on a, uh, an internet survey. And honestly, like there was, there was one big thing that was a, um, a concern for my clients and, you know, to be specific, it was that they have a lot of food waste because they're not, they don't have a plan for their meals. And so they buy a bunch of stuff and then some of it goes to waste, which really upsets them because, you know, there's people who are hungry and uh, they, they've just wasted money. And I never, ever thought about that pain or that, uh, that concern of theirs before doing the, um, the one-on-one conversations. And the very next week, I used it in a uh, Instagram story. I said how, you know, our family has, doesn't have very much food waste because we always have a plan for what we're getting. And I got two replies to the story of being like, oh my gosh, I have to figure this out for my family. And that's something I never would have known was a concern for my ideal client unless I had those conversations. Yes, that's amazing. I love that. Uh, and one other thing I want to say I do agree with you, Danielle, that um, if you can jump on the phone with someone, that is so much more powerful for you and for them, like the value exchange both ways. The other thing that I like to do is once you've landed on like a target segment, also do some competitive research and see who they're attracting. And I say this not to copycat, actually. I say this because so often when we are going through this exercise. And especially when you're earlier on in your business, it's so easy to be like, well, I want to, or I'm equipped to serve, um, you know, busy moms with toddlers at home that are struggling. I'm going to use your example, Danielle with healthy eating, but then you might go online or you might talk to friends and you realize there's a lot of other people helping those audiences, but someone always needs your specific approach and your specific style and your specific methodology. Um, and, it's important to look at your competitors and see where is their white space? Where can you own some type of um, service or product uh, that you're offering either in the process that you use, in your qualifications, in your style, in the way you deliver your services? Look at it that way because that's going to help you further refine that target audience and the ideal client based on how you can differentiate yourself and how, yes, there's many moms out there that want to make sure that their kids are eating healthy foods, but the way the ones that are going to connect with Danielle may not connect with a different service provider or a different course creator. Um, so look at your competitive research and try to find some space in the market that's unoccupied that you can really own and leverage to your advantage. Uh, so, okay. So you've got your, you know, target segment identified, you've done some market research. Um, now it's time to create your ICA, ICP, everyone throws that around your ideal client persona or avatar. So in simple words, it's a character that embodies who your perfect client is. So think of it as like your favorite Disney character. And if you were to out, and I'm saying that because I know there's a lot of moms listening to this podcast and who has not been listening or watching Disney plus for the last year on repeat, but think about like your favorite character. Who are they? What is their name? Are they male or female? How old are they? Are they married, single, divorced, have kids? If so, how old are their kids? 
Where do they live? What do they do for work? How much do they make a year? Those are all just foundational things to say, okay, this is who I'm talking to, and this is probably where I'm going to reach them. Then how do you connect with them when you reach them? The types of questions you want to ask are, what problems keep them up at night? So this goes back to that painkiller analogy that Danielle had. What is you know, preventing them from being able to make it through their day or what is causing them a great amount of pain that they need a solution to. And then what have they tried in the past in order to solve those problems? What alternatives are there? So for example, I actually worked with a life coach and she was looking to better define how she's differentiated from the sea of life coaches that are out there. And she has a lot of unique qualities and she is amazing and has so much to offer. And she had a lot of differentiators, but before we jumped into how she's differentiated from other life coaches, we talked about how she's differentiated from alternatives. So an alternative would be a self-help book or a retreat or, um, a podcast. And so she's differentiated from those in a lot of different ways, even though someone might use any of those plus life coach to help them achieve their goals. And so they may have tried to mask their problem through a podcast or through a book and it didn't work. And that's going to lead them to one-on-one support. And so you want to acknowledge those because those are failed attempts that your client has gone through and that you want to address and empathize with, and then talk about how your solution is different. What are their desires? What are their fears? Uh, again, so much of marketing is emotional and this isn't in an icky way. This isn't a way of creating really true and authentic connections that will allow you to serve them in a way that is meaningful and that will transform their lives. Um, and then my favorite is what barrier is keeping them from investing in solving this problem? So um, I'll use an example from my work. So often clients who work with me will say that they don't have the money to invest in a really strategic brand platform and messaging approach right now. And my response is you can't afford not to invest in it because once you do it, it's the filter for everything you do in your business and a one-time, you know, moderate expense is going to be huge in terms of the returns down the road. And so that is something that I work with when I'm talking with people is to be able to help them see the value of what I offer and what are they sacrificing by not solving this problem? And then what would their life look like once this problem is solved? How can you specifically help them with that transformation is what they want to know. So you need to define that and then communicate that appropriately. So if you haven't already, or if you think you have an ideal client avatar, but you haven't worked through these questions, go back, take some time, fill them out. Um, super important. And I think you're going to feel a lot more confident and clear when you do. Now, if you've done that exercise, take a minute or an hour or a day and just step away from it. Then come back to the ideal client avatar and check to make sure that who you've described aligns with your business goals. So for example, can your ideal client afford the service you're offering? Are they willing to pay? I mention this because when I first started my business, I wanted to marry my love of marketing with my love of health and wellness. 
And I thought I was going to save the world one acupuncturist at a time or one Reiki practitioner at a time, because I felt like I had benefited so much from their services, but none of these entrepreneurs or service providers were doing anything in the marketing or business development or business growth. And I wanted to help them. But I realized very quickly that the level of expertise and the type of service I was offering was a mismatch with that specific audience. They didn't necessarily, yes, could they benefit from some of my support and guidance? Yes, but they didn't need the whole shebang of what I build out for my clients. I needed to work with established businesses, um, can be entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs and small businesses because of the experience I've had in the past in the transformation I wanted to deliver to my clients. So I personally had to learn this the hard way by saying I was messaging to these people that I thought I wanted to be my ideal client because I liked what they did, but I realized that the product or the service I was offering was a larger scale and more expensive than they wanted to, or to be honest, needed to invest. What was happening is I was getting on discovery calls and I was actually talking clients down for my packages because I was like, you know what? You don't actually need all of this. You just need X, Y, Z. I'll do it for you. But that's not really the main, you know, I'm, I'm really focused on more intense brand strategy one-off projects was, weren't necessarily my jam. I'll do it, but that's not how I'm going to build my business. So I just stepped back and I had to really be honest with myself and say, you know what? I know I thought this was a great idea, but when I think about my business and how I want to grow it and how I want to build it, that's not the group that's going to get me there. And so if you've done this ideal client avatar persona, step back, let some time, you know, let it sit for a little bit come back to it and then make sure that it aligns with your business goals. Will your course or training plan fit into your ideal client's schedule? For example, I've done business courses where the calls are always during the day. If you are someone with a side hustle, you're probably not going to sign up for a business course where your calls are all during the day. You need something that's going to fit your lifestyle. And so you as a provider need to understand you're probably not targeting moms who have a full-time job and then have a side hustle at night because they just can't make that work. Um, yeah. And one, one, um, thing to think about here too is, you know, for instance, in my, in my world, I say I help busy moms, right. Um, that could mean a lot of things. There's busy moms who have newborns. Well, newborns don't exactly eat, um, solid foods or, or there's a whole group of people that only help that help moms with baby led weaning. Right. Um, so feeding kids, you know, table food, right. That's appropriate for them. I don't do that. That's not me. I don't want to do that. Right. So it, it may be that the, the busy mom or whoever your, uh, avatar is, you just have to pick a different place on their journey. Right. Because it's not that acupuncture, it's not that Courtney's saying acupuncturists, aren't a good fit for her because they are. It's just that an acupuncturist who has, you know, a local business and doesn't really want to grow outside of that or doesn't want to scale their business may not need a full branding package, right? But maybe that acupuncturist works with somebody that's not Courtney on this one-off project to create their website, let's just say, or a better, you know, online presence. And in two years, they've outgrown that coach or that, uh, that person that they've worked with. And now they're actually ready. They're, they're in a different place. They want to scale their business, you know, nationally online. And now they're ready to work with 
Courtney. Uh, so, so think about the place that your, that your uh, ideal client is in in their life, um, not just who they are. Mm-hmm. That's such a good point, Danielle. I love that. Love it. Yeah. So I think we have a few bonus tips. Do you want to take us through those, Danielle? Yeah, sure. So first tip is to start creating some content for your ideal client. So you won't really know how this all feels to you until you start creating content and you start cre- and you start actually working with people, right? And don't be married to what you create the very first time. This can change and evolve over time. You can completely change who you want to work with or what you want to do. It's all up to you and what you want to do with your business. So don't feel married to what you pick. Start creating some content. If it is working and it's resonating with people, great. Keep moving forward with uh, serving that audience that you've created the very first time, right? If it's not feeling supernatural or you feel like you're a little lost, you're not sure what to write about, uh, you wrote two blog posts and now you feel like you don't know what else you would ever talk about with this, well, go back to the drawing board look at uh, look at everything again, see where there may be points that aren't really connecting with you and, and who you want to serve. Because ultimately, this is going to be a lot of work, right? Starting a business is not a joke. Um, I'm, we can do a whole another podcast on uh, the myth of overnight success because it is an absolute joke. Uh, and it's definitely what I thought was going to happen when I started over a year ago. Um, and so I was so naive and, but anyway, back to, back to this tip, right? Um, you're going to be doing a lot of work. So you want to make sure that whoever you are serving, it feels natural to you and it makes you excited. So if that's not what's happening, when you start to create content, start working with people, go back to the drawing board, try again. Uh, last but not least, find a friend, right? So Courtney and I connected, we've been friends in real life since college um, and we didn't have to reconnect or anything, but I noticed online that Courtney was starting a business and I said, hey, I'm starting a business too, right? And it doesn't even have to be a friend that's starting a business. That would be great. But um, any friend, a friend that started a business in the past, a friend who you just really look up to professionally, right? Go through the exercise for yourself and then talk about it with somebody. I do this with my husband a lot and he's a little like too um, harsh in his feedback. So I don't love doing it with him, but this is, this is truly to say like it can be anyone and uh, they will give you, hopefully give you some, some good feedback. And if not, just talking about it out loud will give yourself some thoughts and some insights into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. I work with clients so often that we'll have a conversation about this. And by the end of you know a 30-minute call, they feel like their whole world has changed and they are on fire. They're ready to go. They're like, yes, that feels so good. They had it in them the entire time, but it's really hard to see when you're in your business, you need someone else looking outside in to give you that clarity and to give you that confidence. And so I do think, you know, just share spitball with people about it. Um, you'll be amazed at how much, uh, 
easier and more confident you are in, in the outcome. And they'll bring ideas to the table that you've never even thought of that in hindsight probably seem kind of obvious. So that is the end of the tips that we have to share today. But before you move on to do something else, please, we encourage you to sit down and plot out how you can put this into action. Even if you can't do it right now, schedule some time on your calendar in the next week or two to do it if you haven't already. Um, We do feel really, really strongly that this will have a huge impact on your business moving forward. And as always, if you have any questions, feel free to drop us a DM. Danielle and I are always always happy to help where we can. We can be that friend to talk to. Um, If you have a quick question or two and you don't know where to turn, um, we just love helping other moms really kick butt in their business. Um, And if you have tips that we did not share that you want to share with the broader community, tag us on Instagram or Facebook, and we will reshare with our followers so that we can spread the wealth um, because that is what we love to do. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As always, if you have any requests for future topics or guests, just head to the show notes for how to reach us. And if you liked what you heard, we'd love it if you take a second to leave a rating and review. Until next time, mom friends.